Let's pray yeah. for the people that we just lost. R.I.P. Pistol on my side, Hey, isn't it good to have Weezy back, son? Shout out to Wayne, man. I appreciate Weezy being back. C5, nigga. Great. Really good album. It's a good day, my man. Spit that fire. You know, what do you mean? When you hear the lighter flick, you know it's coming back. You know he's about to spit some fire, man. So it's good to see my man back. He's healthy. I don't know. Healthy, 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 healthy. Uh, he's healthy. Healthy. Thank you. As dress need to be retouched. Let's not talk about his appearance. Let's but, just talk about the bars. But the bar, I said I'm good. He's back. I feel the same. How you guys doing? Welcome to another episode of Mazel Talks. We in this bitch. The safe place for keeping a player where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. Hmm. We're we're back with the gang again. Got Terry SL. Garrett. You know how you guys doing today? I'm feel good, man. Life is good. Life is good. Life is great. I'm all right. No cocaine today. <laughs> no cocaine any day. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm in LA and I got like fifty thousand to blow. You're you know? just playing, you guys. Uh, you know, there's a there's a tax bracket to cocaine. Oh, that's a big yeah, fact. yeah. But you know, okay, I don't even want to. <laughs> you might as well say, don't do that. So I've met several older adults, like 60, 70, 80, who are still like using cocaine and living <laughs> off of limited income. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, how in the hell are you affording this coke? But I guess when you don't have many bills. Later on in life, and it's just you living by yourself. You know what I'm I guess you, you can afford splurge every now and then. You can get though. a package for a hundred. You, you know? know what I'm saying? A little, little gram. Yeah. I think like eighty you can get a gram. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You know how to do? You know how to space out? You know how to do your drugs right? Back in the day when I was a drug user, like I used to take pride in knowing how to take my drugs. And then like then I, when I when I stopped respecting the drugs. And respecting my body, that's when shit got out of control. Uh-huh. I started taking the drugs mad crazy. Like, uh-huh. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the pill in the shot, take it with the shot, phase two J's. Yeah. Don't take drugs like that. Yeah. <laughs> you told me you can't do the trifecta. Like I would not recommend being on three drugs at one time. Do not take Don't do the holy charity. Do not do not take three drugs at one time. Personal experience. Do not take three drugs at one time. I would call that poly substance use. Polly is okay. Two, listen, I could be on two drugs and have a great time. <laughs> the third one is going to throw a wrench in the whole machine. I, I would think, you know, if you live a good life, you're in your 80s, 70s plus, you know what I'm saying? You got your kids, your grandkids taken care of. You know, you're just chilling now. I mean, why not get a bump now and then? Yeah, I, I don't see what's the problem. Emergency room with fucking. I mean, you know, you don't got a long time left, anyways. You might as well live the best life if you haven't, if you've done, if you've lived a square life, 
your whole life and you've got your kids straight, you've got your grandkids straight, you you've worked hard, you got your 401k, you living a nice sad life in your 60s and 70s. Shit. What if you're missing one of those things? Like, you shouldn't do it? I think drug use in your later years have to be, it has to be rewarded for good life. It has to be the reward for your good lives. Yes, yes. Um, So if you're still a fucked up individual at 70, mm -hmm. or your life and your kids is fucked up, you shouldn't be doing drugs. But if you've taken care of your kids and everything is sweet, and you're doing well in life, and you know what? I need to just relax. I I got my my pension coming in. I'm in Florida. Me and me and the wife, we at the resort. Shit, yo, call Jose up. Give me a package real quick. Let me hit this bump real quick. What I got? I mean, I don't got a long to live anyway. Mm-hmm. I've set my family up. Yeah, but for young kids, like don't one, do drugs. One piece of advice that I do have is that the high most of the time is not worth the come down. Yeah, mm. like you could get high. Getting high is fun, but when you start fucking with shit outside of marijuana and alcohol, yeah, the high is not worth the come down. That's what I alluded to by these gentlemen uh, going out, getting high, using whatever the drug of choice is, and they wind up in the ED. Mm-hmm. High blood pressure, dizziness, fainting spells, headaches. Their body can't take it. Yeah, you may have the idea of well, how much life do I have left? Well, do you want to suffer in the life you have left, nigga? Because Obviously, your body can't take these hard drugs, but you keep doing Don't do hair wrong. Illicit drugs are bad for your body. Which no, period but a are. bump. <laughs> be all right. A bump is all right. But a bump. Not when you're 86. You're you got to listen to your not? body. What are your body telling Your body going to tell you, <laughs> boy. Your dick don't work anyway, so you take Viagra. That's might as well take a cocaine. Boy, you got that pump. thing, too. No, you got you that pump. pump. You know, people be getting, like, pumps we put talk, into we their dick. Yeah, we talked about that. Shit crazy. Yo, that's not. I'm not with that. I'll just do a bump. I said you just drink you some Henny and drink Red Bull. Yeah, him. Yeah, You're not drinking Red Bull at 80. Henny and Red Bull? Why would you do Coke at 80 but won't drink a Red Bull at 80? Good question, Doc. Because it goes straight to your blood. Shut up. (laughs) I don't know. I don't do drugs anyway, so I'm just... Big facts. I'm just talking... Sober, sober life. But uh, y'all got anything to keep it funky about this week? I do. I'll, I'll go get first. Get it's pretty short. Yeah, chat your brother. And um, I don't know when it started or why it started, but it, it's been in it's been around for a long time. This conversation, the ass eating conversation, bro. Like I don't know where it came from when it started and why it became what it is. But eating ass seems to be a requirement for some reason, or it's like something that like people talk about way more openly than they ever did from when I was like 14 to 17. No, I was in my 20s till eating ass became like real like people talk about. But eating ass is for marriage. (laughs) A friend friend told me that one time like she was saving some things sexually like for her husband and, and it made sense to me like she's saving it for later because like if you give it all the way up front then like there's nothing to surprise someone on the back end. That's what she kind of said. And I was, and like, actually, like, I don't, I'm misunderstood. Like, I'm pretty a conservative person, like, when it comes to my values and, like, the things that I want in my life. And I think that's a good little, like, good little rule right there. You know, Shorty, like, I, I don't eat ass, but for my wife, I will eat your ass. I will lick your ass. I will do, I will please you in any way that you want to be pleased. 
with the with the line mm-hmm. in marriage. I feel like sometimes we as young people like we give away everything or we do everything before like we really committed to somebody or like really like have a deep bond with somebody. Like you should not just be eating random people's ass. No, that's definitely not popular. You should not be eating people that you don't have a deep connection with asshole. No. And personally, I'm gonna keep it up just getting him to keep it funky. Ooh. Eating asses for marriage. <laughs> um, you, or or for committed relationships. Committed you cannot be eating casual sexual partners assholes. Yeah, they're not just yeah here eating big booty holes, right? <laughs> keep your tongue in your mouth, young man. <laughs> and young lady. Because oh, I boy. I know women that have been turned out and they 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 have no problem with, you know what I'm saying, doing that on their they male sexual partner. Well, you know, I I don't give a damn about what science is. Do not put your fucking mouth anywhere near my booty. Keep it away. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with that too. Even though I did get advice when I was a young boy from uh, my uncle. He said, let them hoes lick your ass. That shit feel good. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just feel like I'm sure heroin feels good. Yeah. See, like there's, there's things that feel good. And you know, and I don't know, and they I, they say it's, a, so when you say science, but people try to say that, oh, the male G-spot is in his butthole. Yeah. But like, if it is, it's fine. It's going to remain, it's going to remain, it's going to remain, it's going to remain. Without the G-spot being touched, you hit all the way over there. It's, like I said, heroin is probably good, but I'm not going to mess with it. Mm-hmm. We're good. I'm going to leave that over there. Leave it over there. That's the problem with the women. See, because the Lord said, don't touch that apple. And they was like, oh. The apple, the apple oh, the prostate is the apple. The prostate is the apple. And the Lord said, hey, look, lead hey, look, hey, my brother, lead that shit alone. Tell your young lady, lead but, that shit alone. Uh, yeah, real shit. Like, honestly, like, I, when I, I thought about my values this week for some reason, because it just came into my head. I was like, man, what do I really value? Like, Because I feel like my values just kind of fucked up because for some reason. So I really, like, took time to write them down. And I was like, I'm pretty conservative when it comes to, like, my values and things that I want in my life, man. Uh-huh. I'm not her eating ass. And that's you know, but if you... Like to eat ass, ask for consent. Of, of course. May I, I hope you eat your ass. When I'm saying this, I say my <laughs> values. These are my values. Everyone values Ma'am, my can family. I please have a pint of ass? But <laughs> <laughs> have some ass, please. You know what I'm saying? Go to the, uh, let me get a pint of ass and let me get a water. Now, you know, licking a little booty, not, not, not too wrong. Um, I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. I'm just saying the frequency of you doing it. And your discretion oh, when doing it. But like you said, wrong. Terry, you leave that for your committed relationships. Yeah, I don't yeah, I, I agree. You shouldn't and be out here eating everybody's booty. But you know what? People are sexually liberated Amen. in two thousand eighteen. So, sister, you know, do need do what you need to do with your partner. If with you consent. feel like But you know niggas got herpes and niggas got STDs and but niggas got niggas aren't clean. Clean. See, if you feel like as a as a I'ma keep it from a male perspective, or you you know, we can do both. If you feel like you don't need to have protection during your sexual encounters, then I feel like you should probably feel comfortable enough to lick some booty. Yeah. <laughs> you but you know it's nice. It's tough. I Shit, I got what you got anyways. To talk about to talk about <laughs> got it. the, the 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 realm of sexuality and Stuff is a very it's a great realm. It's a very difficult conversation and very. <laughs> Don't you hate? That? I like cross my legs and my balls. When you like almost sit on your balls. Yeah, it's not, all right. I'm sorry. Geez. Speaking of sex, continue, Chris. My, my bad. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Well, you know, great one. You know, uh, thank you. Give 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 consent. Yeah. If you want your ass ate, yeah. make sure it's with somebody that you want to eat your ass. Where is Bono? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. What about you, Chris or Don? Yeah, Chris. You go, Chris. Uh, yeah. So, um, mine is like really about representation. So, I was just I was in Cancun a couple weeks ago, and we was at the resort. Now, um, remember we're out of the country, Excuse me. and we're at this resort where it's a bunch of adults and stuff, right? So these uh, it looked like they were college students came to the to the resort. I don't know if they were on like a trip or something like that but they came to the resort i guess they're there for a couple of days and they were doing what college niggas do excuse me turn up play a lot of music um you know get super drunk just being obnoxious and that's cool but one we're in another country and you're representing your country and they were wearing like american Flag shorts and shit like that, and American bathing suits and shit like just telling people where the fuck were these um, fair skinned people. Majority of them were, but there were some black people there with okay. them too. Still and acting I, a fool. Yes, and I was like, out of everybody, you should be the most conscious of like how you look to other people, especially people that aren't in this country. Like they don't, they're not from our country. So you're representing America. In Mexico, and we already have a bunch of history with them, especially with the with Trump saying the wild shit about Mexicans and building this wall. You're gonna come into this country, and you know what these people are. You know, um, these like the Mexican people. You know, they're being gracious hosts. They're you know cooking this great food, serving us drinks and shit like that. You know, you know. And you're just being obnoxious. You're a bad representation of America already. We already got a trash representation in the country. But outside the country, it's even worse. I don't know if you guys have heard of the thing called, like, the ugly American. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's called the stigma of, like, you know, um, people think Americans are braggadocious and we do think we're the best and we're obnoxious and we get drunk all the time and we say wild shit and we do whatever we want. And when you come to another country and you're acting like that, it's... Amplified times 10. Mm-hmm. And like, I was that nigga back in 21, 22, getting drunk all the time, playing music and, you know, being drunk. But I did that at home. I wouldn't go outside of my neighborhood, my comfort zone, where I'm representing who I'm from and my family and shit like that in my country and acting that way. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's just like, you know, as you get older, you start realizing. You are more than just yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. You are more. You represent. You represent things. more. So especially when you go overseas, if you've been overseas, if you plan on going overseas, just remember you represent this country. As much as you hate what's going on with it, whatever's on your passport, that's who you represent. That's where you bum from. Yeah. You said the word already, consideration. Mm-hmm. like. Like you said, you were wild in your day. Like, you've done things and been out of control. But you got to learn to have consideration for other people. And especially out of the country, you got to have consideration for the natives of that yeah. country. Matter of fact, that's definitely the ugly American because we, we don't care about nobody but ourselves. We don't care about nobody but ourselves. And that's why the, the original Americans, the founding fathers and the people that came over on the Nina and the Pinta and the motherfucker, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They, ain't, cause they had no consideration. They took, they, they just treated people however the fuck. Yeah. Killed indigenous people, 
you know what I'm saying, spread disease, did all that shit, and they claim claim shit like they discovered shit. And then one besides that, just being consideration, it's a security threat. Because because you know what, like you're in other countries and you start being like, oh America, you were in American shorts. Now you're a target. Now they know that nigga's American. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kidnap that nigga. I'm gonna get some bread for him. Or, or I know where the Americans are at now. So now I'm gonna get my gang and shoot up the spot. You know they traveling with money. You yeah, know they, you know they traveling with money. You know they got. You know they're around more more Americans. I don't fuck with America anyway. I'm about to spray that whole bitch up. That's all. That is um. You know what I'm saying? Especially when like yeah, Mexico. Well, Cancun that area is like a tourist spot, Mexico. so it's not that much. Uh, I guess I wouldn't say threat of like you know that type of stuff. But if you go farther into Mexico, if you go over into the Middle East, you go to Dubai or something like that, or Europe, you don't know how people really think about us. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a target on your back. So just be considerate, especially when you're young and you're going overseas. Have somebody around and tell you, you know, don't be a jackass. There you go. Yeah. And guess what? You know, I feel like at one point in our lives, we're going to have to be that old nigga to tell some young people to calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, y'all motherfuckers out here acting crazy. Enjoy yourself, but sit the fuck down. Yeah. Like, be quiet and have fun. You don't got to be doing that, that shit you're doing right now. You look you're drawing a target on your back. That's most important. And you're drawing a target on my back. Shit, you making it hot for me? Yeah, like I'm trying to, I'm oh, trying to hang out with my lady over here. We cooling now. You wilding out and shit now. Like, you know, they shut the bar down because you ain't got no alcohol. They cut you off now. You looking crazy? Yep. You know what I'm saying? The pool hot because y'all pissing in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Pool hot. Yeah, y'all, y'all pissing in that. But I do. I yeah, man. We people, we all gotta relax. Everybody calms down, but y'all need to calm down a little faster. Nah, I mean, you know, go to the, go to like the actual city where the, t- the kids are at. Yeah, yeah, don't it's do that. grown folk over here. Yeah, it's grown folks here. <laughs> <laughs> we come here. What, the, the demographic of people there are people on anniversaries, birthdays, wedding, uh, you know, weddings, you know, honeymoons and shit like that. They're not here for the riffraff. You're grown. They're here yeah. for the free food, the good drink, the pool, and the, and the beach. You know what I'm saying? They're not here to hit your hear your fucking techno music all night. <laughs> go to go to the city for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a place for that. There's a place for that. And I, you know what? I get it. We were them niggas. Mm-mm. But we did do it in the right place, though. Yeah, like, we went to Panama City. We went to Miami. Shout out to my job. We went, shout out to the job. We went to these places wow. where we were around people where that vibe was yeah. tolerable. Don't go into the, the vibe where it's not tolerable and try to turn it up. You look like a jackass. Yeah, son. And you making it out for everybody else. Very funky. Yeah. My Keep It Funky is a two-part segment. We talked about this when Dom was on. This is some, one of the things that Chris always identifies about how whatever we talk about is spoken into existence. I talked about then um, how people want to have black characters portraying these white um, superheroes. Next thing you know, rumors are going out about Michael B. Jordan being the next Superman. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that shit. I know y'all black women love Michael B. Jordan, but the motherfucker now Superman. Yeah. Now, in th- throughout the DC universe, there are different Superman. Of course, there's always like Spider Man. There's a Black Spider Man, whatever. Um, but I don't want to see a Black Superman. I just don't. Superman's white. Motherfucker work in New York. Work for paper. 
editing junk. Paper. He does work for a newspaper. You know what I'm saying? He has a white life. That is his main story. Again, stop trying to put black actors and actresses in white roles. Let's just we, see. We got our own roles. We, we have, our, have own our own roles. roles. We can have our own better shit. Why we are we trying to shit. have their shit? Yes. We don't want their shit. I don't, don't want, want to shit. have in their shit. I don't want that shit. Superman is Superman. That's who he Superman, is. Superman, Superman. He cool. White man do his From thing. From Kansas. I like him. You know, I like Superman. Like, just like that. He's fine. Let's just have black people do their own Develop our own shit. Yeah, have our own shit. And the second part is going to be a lot of the uh, black superhero roles or, or characters that I'm seeing kind of corny. Black Lightning it's corny. Like it's not, it, it gets better when you watch this. It's kind of corny. Um, what's the other one? I the like joint on Netflix. Luke Cage. Uh, Luke Cage sex season was trash. Kind of corny. I do but can I, can I speak? Uh, I feel like they're, I feel like all these superheroes, they, they wanted to have a, a, all good attributes and they're, they're so much so trying to go against the, um, the stereotypes that black people have that have gotten yeah. in America that they kind of make them corny because they're trying to make them total opposite of all the stereotypes. Or like with the Luke Cage jump, it was weird. It was like they wanted him to be a black man, but he was supposed to be like this super duper black man. <laughs> when he started dabbing, like, that's when it was over. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is... Is that what y'all think we... How we interact? Like We do not, on occasion. We on do occasion. It, the problem is, the only thing that I've seen from the media where it's been a black actor and the portrayal of him and his story has been pretty authentic was the Black Panther. And he was actually from Africa, but that's neither here nor there. But it felt real. Like, okay... My man, I like I black, feel black, that, you know I like black, black, black. I, I, do I don't really feel the other things like this. Kind of like I, it throws me off. Isn't uh, like Luke Cage? Like, what's the title for like black black exploitation type of? That's when it was when I was type of I guess born in the seventies. That's when they started. Isn't that what they're trying to do with that one? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because people were really black in the seventies. You're a Marvel head, so people were really black in the seventies though. Black exploitation films, Black in Love, yeah. yes. Shaft, yes, motherfucking. Uh, Black yeah. dynamite. So that's not, not the vibe. Dynamite. That's not the vibe. But that is the vibe that it was. That the the Luke Cage was. That's the vibe that Luke Cage is in. Mm-hmm. Okay, we doing something now, and uh, I don't know. I'm just not feeling them. I feel like there needs to be better writing. There needs to be better production. Um, I don't blame the actors because they're given a script and they do their thing. You know what I mean? I just think that the writers are not hitting it. You on want the, head. You want better? I want better. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, want- the Black Panther joint. Fire, fire. Well, Marvel has great writing, you know, regardless. Um, the gentleman Besides that did Black it, that was his first Cage. joint. All right, so I don't really want to hear that. That's not his first movie. So my Kugler, this first joint, but Marvel. Yes, yeah, that was his first Marvel. You know and right? he was given a chance, and he did his thing. So there's individuals out there that can hit that that nail. So I have a question. So this. Uh, Michael B. Jordan Superman. Is this, and women. Is this um, is this a real lead? I said rumor. I'm not sure. Rumor. It was just probably just fans. Yeah, she yeah. made some shit. Put him in a fucking black. I mean, Superman he was already costume. in Marvel movies, and he didn't do a good job. He was not good, Johnny. Um, flat. Johnny. Well, okay. Yeah, he wasn't a good Johnny. Johnny Storm, but he was a good Killmonger. Yes, he was. God. No, but I hear what I said is valid, bro. What you said is valid. You want better. You I just want, want better. You want the, you don't want corny want black superheroes. I don't want corny black superheroes, man. That's all I'm saying. I don't want the corny shit. I don't want people out here painting their own 
uh, vision of what they believe the black hero sh- superhero should be. How about you have black people tell you what their black superhero should be? And then we write it out and we produce it. And then it comes to fruition. Black, I'm going to go again. Black Panther, written by the black man. He had his vision. He wrote it. He got it together. And what did it do at the box office? Is, was the original Black Panther written by a black man? I'm not sure. That's just a good question. Pretty sure Stan Lee wrote it. Yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure Stan Lee wrote it, which was a white man. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. Um that's beside the point. I'm talking about it being produced in media okay. movies and stuff. That's beside the point. I I think I w- I'm interested though. There was a rumor about um, Idris Elba being double. Yeah, that's what we talked about with Dom. Mm-hmm. I know. I I'm kind of interested because I think he he could play that role very well. He's very suave, very debonair. How about this though? Don't make him James. Put him in the Bond world. MI6 is a real... That's different. That's a good... Put that's him a in the world. Approach. You could put him in that universe. That's what I've been saying. You know what I'm saying? But don't make him James Bond. I call him James. 005. It's Hollywood's way of trying to make up for the lack of representation mm-hmm. for people of color. So mm-hmm. the easy but thing to do is just take, just take a person already, of color and put make it... Make him black. And I don't like that. It's lazy. It's a lazy effort. Yes, that's very true. Okay. And we shouldn't accept that. No. We should not accept that. We should demand... More, we should uh, demand inclusion, advocate for people that can be placed in positions to do what we I want. I talk with my bread, so like I don't support it with my, my dollar. Like, I do want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, things that I want to see, I'm gonna support it. I geek because there was a tweet that said, like, uh, y'all want Michael B. Jordan to be Superman. And there was a video, a picture of like Ryan Reynolds or something like that. He's like, gonna be Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I was like, you know what? We deserve that. Exactly. And that's exactly how I feel about the situation. If we keep on going down this path, they're going to start having motherfucking uh, Matt Damon play Michael Max uh, biopics. And yeah. it's going to be a problem. Well, they already do that for Asian people. Anyways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they didn't make white people do it. So on, it's man. like... They made a white yeah. man Jesus. Well, in the, in the, uh, his skin was of bronze and his hair was of wool. Well, feet of bronze and hair of wool. That doesn't sound Colors like a white bronze. man. Yeah, that doesn't bronze. sound like a white man. I'll yeah. give you light skin. Not to me. Alright, very funky. Okay, transition. Transition. Let's get out of here, sir. Thanks for checking the test. I got hoes calling a young nigga fall. Where's Ollie with the motherfucking dog? I be balling like a motherfucking pro. Back, baby. Yeah, um, great song. Was that the Jack West? Yeah, he's yeah. an up and coming rapper. That's it's like um, I saw someone say on Twitter that is like the new Teen Spirit. I won't say that Teen Spirit Nirvana, but like when I did hear it in the right setting, I caught all the vibes. I felt what everybody feel when they shit comes vibes. I caught that shit. I was like, damn, this shit actually. Uh, it's kind of like um. Damn, what's the other shit that it kind of reminds me of? Maybe like a little bit of uh, Waka Flocka feels. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's do it feels. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm with the shits. Like, whatever. Niggas gonna get knocked the fuck out. Niggas gonna hit with bats. Niggas gonna get kicked in their chest. I'm about to talk to your bitch in front of you. I'm about, it's just very young, young energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of brings me to a question. So, you think he wrote that song? The lyrics to the yeah. song? 
I mean, the lyrics are not very intricate, so I don't see why he wouldn't have wrote it. Mm-hmm. So I would say yes, I think he wrote it. Mm-hmm. Less skill, more probability of writing your own rhymes. The lower the skill level, the problem, higher probability that you did it. Okay, that makes because sense. Because the intricacies that go into really creating some very complex dissectable bars, like bars that I got listened to more than one time, that I'm not getting the references and the, the metaphors and the entendres, that's not easy to do. Not many people can do it. Now, that's a great point. You said it's not easy. A lot of people can't do it. But um, in our culture, especially with hip-hop, and sometimes with R&B, not as much with R&B, no, but we, we put a, um, a, like a hierarchy on lyrical ability and writing your rhymes because that shit is impressive does it really matter that's how you i think what matters is does what really matter does writing your own rhymes like artists that don't write their own rhymes doesn't really matter matters how you identify yourself if you're saying i am a rapper then you are expected to write your own rhymes if you're saying i am an artist it's like "Hmm, well I hope you write your own rhymes, but if you're receiving help, then you're, you're not claiming to be the greatest rapper alive. Yeah, no, you're, you're making songs and you people are helping you with it. Like Cardi B. Yeah. Like she makes bops. She yeah. makes good songs. Like shit that I'm like, all right, I like okay. this. I'm happy. I wanted somebody to help her because it came out good. Yeah. yeah. Like she's a performer. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's, I'm saying she's not really, I would say she's an artist, but she's more performer type Definitely. of artist. Definitely. There's, there's all around artists. Like you're a writer, you're a producer. So you're writing your shit, you're producing your shit, you're mixing your shit, and you're performing your shit. Yeah. Like I said, that's hard. That's Not many people can do that. tough. Could you imagine what the world would do if we found out that Lil Wayne did not write his rhymes when he was claiming to be the greatest rapper alive? I remember back in the day, Gilly the Kid did claim to um, have wrote some of Wayne's rhymes. He claimed, but it was never It was never, it was never confirmed. substantiated. Or confirmed. Never substantiated. But... I would feel some type of way. I would definitely. I feel some type of way. If Jay Z did it, it's like certain people when you hear like I feel some type of. I kind of feel some type of way when that shit came about Drake, Uh, because like I feel like Drake is a good rapper, high level rapper. Yeah, he comes out with quotable lines, catchy lines, good metaphors. Is that so wrong though? Because one thing about music and his life in general, you have to be able to collaborate, Mm -hmm. and you know you can't come with the fire shit all the time. But, you know, what if you bring in your man's? He write a couple of bars like, yo, that's hot. Let me get that. Yeah. Is it so bad? It's I not think, so bad. I mean, when, again, if we're, if we're using rap as the foundation of this mm-hmm. of this conversation. Let's just state the rap. From MC's standpoint, they wrote their own rhymes. Uh, Eminem, I don't like that motherfucker. But he said in an interview something that really stuck with me. He was like, as an MC, I write my shit. If I wouldn't be as able to write MC. my shit, then I wouldn't do this anymore. And it's like, okay. He has identified as being an MC slash rapper. He knows the culture of hip hop, where it started, and he knows how to carry it on. Mm-hmm. Now, when people are claiming to be that same entity, but they're not able to do what is expected, mm-hmm. well, now you're faking the funk. That's what I was going to say. Like, if you're claiming to be that and you're not that, that's when I'm disappointed. That's when I care. But if you upfront about the shit, like, no, I'm a, I'm a performer. And I'm delivering this shit in a way can't nobody else deliver it. Right. You can write these words, but you can't say these words like me. Mm-hmm. Like when Easy said, cruising down the street in my 64, he ain't write this shit. Mm-hmm. But Drake couldn't have said that shit like he said mm-hmm. it. Because like the writer is writing from their perspective. So I'm writing your Ice life. Huh? I thought Ice Cube Oh, yeah, Ice Cube, my bad. Ice Cube wrote it, but he wrote it from Easy E's perspective. Because yeah. Ice Cube didn't have a 64, but Easy E had a 64. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I care about. If you put, if you putting up a front, acting like you. Yeah. The rap god. Right. 
and you are the ultimate lyricist and you want that respect on that level, but you're not really doing it's it. Authentic, man. That's when I care. That's when I care. Because yeah. you said collaboration. That's what makes music great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People that play the instruments on the track, people that produce the sounds, produce the beat. That's the, everybody coming together to make this shit. That's what I care about. And it's also like I think that people that are hiding it know that they're wrong. If yeah, you don't you come me. out and say, yeah. yes, I have people that have helped me write my rhymes, you know that what you have been doing you're is You're a little wrong, embarrassed about it. And you're embarrassed Why about do you, it. I don't think you need to come out and tell people you're going to write. Why are you hiding it? It's not hiding. It's don't ask. Like, yeah. I, but if somebody... But people, I don't think, ask you. People, I don't think people, people, people are that's, that's a question that I want to ask everybody. Yeah. Like, when I talk... When I, when I, if I ever, when I meet artists, I want to ask them, so did you write that? Like, that's going to be one of my first right. questions. Because I love that... Like, I love J. Cole verse on... Beautiful bliss. Did you write that? Yes. It, and you say, hell yeah, pleasure. I wrote that shit. Hell yeah. You know like, word. You ask people, did you write it? And they go, well, we collaborated. What, what, are you, what are you saying? I'm asking you directly, did you write your rhyme? Yeah, man. But well, I collaborated. Because I believe in art. Like, I want to believe that someone is talented enough yeah. to do all those things. Like, to write, to rap, yeah. to whatever. And if you're not, that's cool because you brought in the best people to school. Cool. Like, that's what makes the great music. You bring all the best people in to make something great. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but and to and to to kind of go more into your question about does it matter? Again, it does matter if you're claiming to be a rapper and you're claiming to be an MC. If you're not claiming to do those things, if you're saying that you're an artist, well, I think a rapper and MC are two different things. So, yeah. I, I okay, MC is the lyricist. MC is the lyrical person, the lyrical writer. So MC. Not many people claim to be MCs. Well, see, Lil Wayne claims to be a rapper. He doesn't claim to be an MC, but he writes his own shit from far. I would say Lil he Lil doesn't Wayne write. Said, I would if you asked Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne would say he's an MC. I you know what I'm saying? If, to, I, I guess so. To, I think he would say. Uh, I've just never heard him say like asterisk, I'm an MC. Asterisk. You know what I'm saying? Lil Wayne doesn't write. Yeah, he, uh, we're yes, we're just talking about him no, having his own. Yes, he coming up with his words. He comes up with comes up his own words. No one's giving him words. Okay. So, so let's let's give a let's give an artist. Um, you find out. Well, it's not. It's not. So you find out that Kanye's first couple album, albums, he didn't write all of it. Does that diminish the legacy of the Change, album? It changes it. it. Definitely changes it. It changes for me when so. I found out. I just never. I've never um, heard him to claim to be that greatest rapper or anything like that. Um, now he had, he felt some type of way about when he first came into the industry and people said he couldn't write. And so he did write his shit to show them or show them, illustrate that he can rap. But um, And I think that's good enough for me. He has illustrated that, hey, I can rap. But being the greatest rapper, he's never said that. He is a... Can't make that claim. Yeah, he can't make that claim. Can't make that he, he hasn't. So I'm like, mm, I'm fine. Musically, he does things production-wise that nobody else can do. Find sounds that no one else can find. Yeah. And that is... And he's stance. great. And he's great at bringing everybody together to make some shit. Like, my beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy. Yeah. Fucking... My, not, what's not my chord? What's my favorite song? My beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy. Um, come back to me. But that that just... The collaboration, he's he's putting, putting people yeah. together... And mixing that gumbo, and that gumbo come out so good. His bro. ear is. And then we praising Kanye, even though he tripping. <laughs> yeah, he tripping. No, but we talk, is, about this is we talk about music. Pre Kanye, it's pre Kanye. Yeah, it's pre. Well, he, he said he goes by Ye now, so it's pre Ye. Yes, but uh, so you you're okay knowing that he didn't write most of this. Yeah, I, I didn't say most, but he didn't write a lot of his rhymes. Yeah, I don't look at Kanye as no a. Yeah, I'm not losing no sleep. It's probably a simple way, but I never looked at Kanye as 
the greatest MC, um, the greatest lyricist. So it doesn't hurt me to find out that, oh, well, you know, he has received help with writing in mind. Because it's not like I was lied to my whole life. Yeah, I'm not. Like, that's your daddy. And yeah. you come to find out that ain't your daddy, that's when you're mad. Yes. Because if I knew all the time, oh, that's my stepdad, then I'm going to be fine. But if I was lied to, that's when I feel betrayed. Yeah. Surprise. Like, that's all it is. As fans of things, like, I just don't want to be betrayed. I want to believe that what I'm seeing is real and that it's not a lie. Who's the next person? Don't lie to me. Don't you lie to me. I could lie to you, but don't you lie to me. Don't you lie to me. Shout out to Kodak. Hey, uh, your guy is saying still lie to bitches. He said, I still be lying. Ain't he like 40? Yes. That's why that shit was hilarious. He <laughs> said, I still be lying to bitches. I was like, damn. It was like a random yeah. line. Honesty. <laughs> hey, that's the best policy. Honesty. This is the best policy. Okay, I mean, I think we kind of kind of wrap, wrapping that up. I think another, going off that whole, like, honesty type of vibe mm-hmm. and being true to yourself, which we talked about is being one of the codes of being a player. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the best celebrity, like, rebrands you've seen in a long time? Like, in my opinion, uh, Ice-T, mm-hmm. one of the best. This guy was a Old gang banger, so crack. Invested by the investigated by the FBI for telling people to shoot the police. Yep. Now he works on SVU. Cop killer. He's a, <laughs> now, and now you are a cop. Yeah, <laughs> and now he is a cop. That's crazy. You know that is amazing. People, that is white people love him. Like that is legitimately amazing. Diddy's it's not a hundred percent rebrand, but like when he changed he's his brand, name, rebranded himself a lot. Yeah, he just changed his name and changed his like everything he was doing re- repeatedly. Mm-hmm. You know, he went from Puff Daddy to, like, what, P. Diddy or Sean Combs? And, well, these are different names that he's had over time. Diddy, P. Diddy, Sean Combs, you know, Puff Daddy, Puffy. Um, Puffy. He was a he was a producer. He was a dancer. He was a dancer. Became a producer. Worked for LaFace. Became face. a rapper. Not LaFace. Worked for, um... Became no, a businessman. And is now yeah. closer to getting, to being a billionaire. I don't think that's... Rap. I, I get the rebrand. Rebrand. I don't think that's really definitive. Two chains, like two, man, two, two chains started off as Titty Boy. Came out two chains, propelled at thirty years old, past thirty. That's when his career became what it was. Titty Boy, but he how had did he rebrand himself. He like changed, he changed his, his name. name. Changed his thing name. He did. But he wasn't. But Diddy's been the same person. I think. Like his name titty, changed. Like, I, a rebrand is a rebrand. A rebrand is a rebrand. You, you what, are you, what are you talking about? You just named your part like, of your rebrand was like, that Titty Boy was the initial name, and then it went to two chains. That's you didn't give it. me any other. Part he didn't he really, T Boy didn't really change. Yeah, besides what are you talking about? Stepping up his level of rapping, I think he kind of stepped up a little bit, and his his, uh, his well, persona. He you did, agreed. He did better think, at conveying his persona. Kim Kardashian, great rebrand. Yeah, that, there you go. You went from being a stylist or whatever you was, dropping a porn tape. Now your whole fucking family is rich. Yeah. Your sto- your brother, your your brother, your sister, they all ate. You became a reality star. Then you started your little. Then you started your little apps. Then you started selling makeup. Then you started selling whatever. Mm. And you're just that's a great rebrand. Porn to all of that. Porn, not porn. porn one sex tape. <laughs> sex tape to all of that. Whoa. She surpassed the dude she fucked. Yeah, that's pretty good. True. She surpassed. I didn't even think about that. The he dude, said I hated first, and he was richer than her. I would say maybe he was richer than her at that point. He was definitely more famous. You're more famous. I don't know about Richard. Now she's probably the most famous person, one of the most famous people in the world. Yeah, great rebrand. That's a great one. I didn't think. Well, I mean, yeah, 
could do Snoop Dogg. That's easy. Snoop Dogg is just, I, he's like, he's rebranded, but hasn't. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. He's still like, been the same nigga, but like. But he changed from gangbanger. White people love him. Gangbanger to weed smoker to old head no. to, uh, to, to, to just. I look up Football Snoop Dogg coach. more than a lot of people, bro. Like, Ooh, I really I look up Snoop Dogg. Go ahead. I got one for you. Your man. Who? The billionaire playboy. Robert Downey Jr. Robert, that's a great remember. Drug yeah, addict. Yeah, drug yeah, addict. Yeah, yeah. Fucking with He was already an actor, but he he be, after be, he yeah, was yeah. a movie star before the drugs. Not. After the drugs, he became a movie he star. Became a movie. Sherlock Holmes, Iron Man, yeah. everything else. Robert Downey People Jr. wasn't fucking with him. One of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. He yeah. wasn't fucking with my man in there. Because he was on dope. He had some terrible movies before. Oh, yeah, trash. Yeah. I, I should, but post him getting his life together, getting off drugs, Charlie Barlett, which is actually kind of like an indie movie that I really liked when he was in it. And he's fucking Tony Stark. But I won't. Say it. Say it. That show do give the white people a lot of chances. A lot of chances to rebrand himself. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be on dope that much if you... Yeah. He was on dope. They get you out out the paint early. The problem is he was on dope and still making movies. Whether they were bad or not is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Somebody still gave him an opportunity to make movies. Big facts. And he was drugged out. Come on, man. It ain't always right. When it's white, unless or they be out there beating unless on so and so, and then still getting movies. Another rebrand. I'm trying to think some more rebrands. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Too. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> That's not. A good, <laughs> well, he's like, having a good season. <laughs> he's definitely having a good season. That man was on the hot seat for child abuse. Um, <laughs> you I think. With a I, think itch. I think. Um, I, I want. I'm trying to. Stephen A. Out. Jackson. No, I'm trying to work out maybe like maybe like Bobby Brown. Like, nah. this nigga was on drugs. Like, his rebrand went family, backwards. Now he's like a family he's trying man to now. Now he's, he's trying, trying to be a family man now. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he no is choice. a family man. He well, I mean, but like, <laughs> he's trying to like put his family forward. He's getting back with the band. Like, yeah, they're on tour yeah. again and shit like that. But to take us to another level, I feel like to get deeper about just human beings, I feel like we all have the ability to reinvent ourselves but stay the same like you're, you're always going to be who you are but you can push different parts of yourself forward that's the thing that you want people to think about first mm-hmm. like when you think about me or you think about me i don't want you to think about that that thing that, that you used to think about i want you to change the perception and by changing perception you gotta really change yeah. robert downey really had to get off drugs soup dog really had to stop talking about killing people <laughs> um you know what i'm saying 2 Chainz really had to change the name of Titty Boys and actually start rocking 2 Chainz. Put 2 Chainz on your album cover. Start saying your name. Start saying your name. Start saying your name on the track 15 times. Great marketing. If he has a marketing team, they have a great marketing team. It's like, there's a, you can really change your perception of people and you can, but you got to change yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We know a rerun ain't going to work when you ain't really change. Mm -hmm. It's like, Ice-T stopped I mean, actually, Ice still making rap, rap music, but he stopped talking about killing people. Ice Cube, he rebranded. I'm not Ice Cube. I mean, Ice I mean, but Ice Cube rebranded himself as he well. He did. Like, he became a whole movie star. He did. He definitely did. That was a production great. company, Big Three. Shout out to Big like Three. That one. He became an actor. Started his own little sports jump. You know, Family Guy got his fifty acting. Fifty Cent. Is that good? How did he rebrand himself? He became he, a, he, a producer he, in the movie. Like a, he does not make his money on rap. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but he had been doing writing and shit like that since. Uh, What's that? Um, I mean, I say that's more career change. Yeah, that's more career change. Like he's still the same motherfucker. Yeah, still talking shit. 
Hmm. That's okay. beautiful though. I, I'm happy that people can change and like because I believe people can change, and I'm happy people can rebrand yourself, you know, and just keep elevating yourself, man. You don't want to be the same guy. A lot of metamorphosis. Oh, well, okay. So every time people who rebranded, can you think of somebody who has not changed themselves and has been detrimental to themselves as a uh, so detrimental? Yeah, like Shit. like they've been the same person they was when they first came out. And they're the same person now, and they haven't grown. Too short. Sure. It's a little tougher for you. Just spring on me. Not off the top. Of too short. Too sh- I mean, he just came off the top of my head. But too short is a legend, though. He still gets respect. Yeah. Like, it's not... Yeah. I want to say, like, somebody who's been doing drugs for, like, 20 years. Thank you, somebody who's been doing drugs for 20 years. I don't know. Fucking up. I don't know. I'm just... Years, I'm, <laughs> what are you talking about? They've been doing drugs for 20 years. Somebody just keep getting... Kept, uh, you know what? Cat Williams. But he yeah. just got an Emmy! But then they can still get in trouble. Still, but you said detrimental. That no, he, he, he still he still he stopped, on drugs. Getting, he stopped getting arrested. He stopped getting arrested. He has stopped getting. Arrested. He has a freaking Emmy. That was like two years. That ago. was a great performance. And that's not that's because Charlie Cat Williams. That was a great performance. It was a great performance, but he didn't write that role. That would be highlighting somebody that's been themselves for this long and getting rewarded for being themselves. Did you know Cat Williams before he got put on as a pimp? Rewarded for being himself. How you, so he was a pimp before he got put on um, next Friday? Might have been. I don't know. No, he wasn't. You didn't know that. So you don't know if that's always how he's been? That wasn't what you asked. That was my. That's what you said. Asked. Name somebody that's been doing themselves for so long. So you don't know if that was him before he got put on. Mental was your word. You No, you you took one part of what I said and you didn't li- answer the question. And then you brought up somebody who's doing drugs for 20 years. We don't know anybody. I was saying an example. Like, I was just throwing out shit. Well, bring up another one. <laughs> You gotta give me some time to think, young sir. You gotta give everybody some time to think. God damn. Why do we have to give you time to think when you brought the question up? Because I was thinking. <laughs> because I'm trying to keep the conversation going, bitch. Oh, goddamn. Uh, no black, no black bonds, man. We love each other. Hey, listen here, Chris. You irritate me so much. Ask so. another question. I don't know. I think that was a good conversation, yeah. man. I really do. Yes, let's just transition. And I like, listen, before and, you transition. Okay. I would like to wrap that up in a nice bow. Thank you. He talked about rebrand, but I feel like the deeper more point is about changing. Prostitutes. Yeah, prostitutes. I wouldn't care if you was a prostitute and that you hit every man that you ever knew. Because that was way before me. Stripper turned nurse. That's a rebrand. Stripper to nurse. Stripper turned nurse. Who did that? A lot of hoes. But a lot of people have done that. A lot of hoes do that. They go to Atlanta and rebrand. Stripper turn nurse. Yeah, hold this Atlanta rebrand. And now we're getting into something. Now, okay, let's talk about it. (laughs) As a person, just because you moved to another state. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about it. Go to another school. You You know, but to those people, you're a different people. They don't know your past. Change your name. You can rebrand by going to another state. Change your state. Easy rebrand. Definitely rebrand. Go to Atlanta. Yeah. Rebrand. I think that might be why people do that. That's exactly why you people gotta do. get out. Listen. You know, oh, can I speak before you go? Yeah. Um, when I came to college, you know, it's like some people came to college and changed their name. Like they started selling <sighs> people. Yeah, we they started selling something. <laughs> they started like calling themselves a totally different name, like a made up name. Yeah. This girl I would used to work with back at home, like she started telling people her name like DJ or something. I was like, that whose name is Renisha. Uh-huh. Wow. And she's like, uh-huh. I go by DJ now. I'm like, she you tried to just completely yourself. rebrand herself. Yeah. From was, high school to college. I respect that. And I could not knock the hustle. We've seen that happen several times. Shorty just tried to change her name to like something exotic just to be different. And yeah. I was like, you know what? You, you, you're not what they call you. is what you answer to. Facts. So you can change. Hey, you can rebrand yourself. Speak on that. You're not what they call you. is what you answer to. So you call me that N-word. Oh. You know who I'm talking to. Oh, no, we don't. You're getting, you're getting ignored. 
I said this back in 2013, 2014. You call me Muff, back it's up, over. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad people know you call me Muff, is over. You can carry it. It's not my name, cousin. <laughs> Got me tight out here. <laughs> Put the gun away. <laughs> He put it down. It. It's heavy. You hear yeah, that? It's, it's, it's heavy. He put, he put the Desi out. You hear that? He put the tool on your chest just now. Hey, uh, but man. yeah, listen. If yeah, if you go, if you hoeing too much, <laughs> you can rebrand yourself. You can rebrand. Just move to another. Like state. I said, we just talked about Kim K. She rebranded herself from being a yeah. person so, with that porn with a uh, sex tape the to rebrand. a mogul. Um, so you think if you if you hold out a city, it's okay? It's okay to just. Leave the I city. mean, once you, you once have you, to. Once you burn it down, you gotta get out. You have to leave because you cannot find what you're looking for. Everyone in knows that you. City. Yeah, it's time to leave. Or you know what? If you're in the city, what you do is you find somebody that's not necessarily oh. in where you've been. <laughs> it's so totally different crowd of people. Totally different that's a crowd. Different in the same city. Though. That's a, inter- we call that the internal rebrand. Oh, that's oh, when like okay. you, you stop associating <laughs> yourselves with people. That you, that used, you to. used to associate yourself yeah. and associate with people who would never associate with the people yeah. you used to. So that individual has no idea about yeah, you. Yeah, you don't know that nothing about me. That is strategic. It's very strategic. That's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, they're not they're not even my race. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not in the same field. They could be my, okay, they're just not in the same field. They're not in the, they don't in the same circles. But you could jump circles and that's a rebrand. Total rebrand. People did it all the time in college. <gasps> people might delete their whole social media. You might never mm. see this motherfucker again. You off the you off you the know, grid. Off you can grid. jump off the grid. You, you gotta know. do that, Ava. If you have, if you're not gonna leave the city, get off the grid. Get off the grid for like a month or two. Easy rebrand. You know, do, yeah. get your hair done. You know what I'm saying. Work out. Work out. Lose some weight. Lose a lot of weight. Get get buff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Grow a booty. Grow a booty. Buy a booty. That's a great rebrand. Buy a booty. Buy some titties. You know what I'm saying. You can be whatever you want to be. Like that's some real shit. Like you can be whatever you want to be. Then when you pop up back up on the ground, yeah, uh, it's over. Or you, or when people see you in person, because like I like reality. You'd be like, God, that's that's you're. Oh, you totally different. We've seen it happen. If you viewed yourself as a corny individual, you go to a new school, nobody knows you. You over here get a couple tats, couple dreads. Jonah Frat, Jonah Frat, Rebrand. You a whole new person, now. and I cannot. Nobody hustle. You can be whatever I you want to be. No, I can knock it if you're. You, you could, but I no, can't. No, 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 I'll no, knock no, some no, people, me, but I'm not. Me, I cannot hustle. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna knock your also rebranding yourself, but I'm gonna knock yourself, knock it if you're not staying true to yourself. Mm. If you're if you rebranding now, you're a lame nigga. Mm. I'm knocking that. Just because you join a little frat or you get buff and shit, now you think you you better than niggas now. Like, you still can't get punched? You're still that corny ass you boy. You still can't get punched. <laughs> Why must it be turned to violence? Because that's all the way people learn things. <laughs> that is true. Violence is a great teacher. So, like... Shout out Malcolm X. <laughs> yes. So, if you decide to rebrand, that's great. But don't act like you're not the same person. Don't I know like you weren't who you used to be. I know you. Because you have to acknowledge who you used to be to be to fully embrace the rebrand. Yeah. You know? Two chains always knows he's titty boy. Yeah. Kim K knows she has a sex and a rebrand probably knows he's still iced tea. Yes, a rebrand is not the same as evolution. Yes, you yeah. do evolve and you do become a better form of yourself, or you become a worse, or you become a worse version of yourself. You know, that's not the same. I'm talking about somebody that just changed the entire game of what they were on a on a down on an outside perspective, you know, on an outside cool pivot. You know, on a, a pivot, they did a total one eighty. See, that's not evolution. That's rebranding. Mm-hmm. Evolution is progressive. Mm-hmm. Happens over time. As an individual, as a person, as a person, 
Hey, number, number one rule, stick to the code, stick to yourself. Mm-hmm. Not just because you rebrand don't mean you can't stay to the code. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't code. be a lame nigga just because you got buff, my guy. Fake the funk or a lame person if you're not a Negro. Don't be a lame bitch just because you got a little boy. Or a lame now. woman if you're not a bitch. Nah. Bro. Women are bitches. I'm all about people looking good. <laughs> what? Whoa, what did he just say? I missed that. Women you cut him off. <laughs> Women and bitches are different. Yes, that's why yes. I had to. I said lame bitch for emphasis. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to be more <laughs> conscious of the way that I speak. So I. I'm not. I, I was very conscious uh, of what I just said. He's a hey, Ben. <laughs> you know what you're doing. I'm not going. You know exactly what he said. I, when he said it. What my girl said. I said what I said. I said what I said. Hey, bro. God damn. <laughs> Got real flight. Now I think it's a good time to translate. I think it's time to translate. Mobbing in the Bentley, smoking moon rocks. Pocket full of motherfucking blue guap. Half an ounce in my Gucci tube socks. For the summertime, got a new drop. Trapper slash rapper slash bad bitch. Now you come here, baby mama mad. She said you live like a bachelor. So what? Sold a hundred pounds and gave ten percent to the pastor. Church. Keep going up the ladder. Hey. They mad, make them matter. Hey. Told my son when I'm gone, you gon' be a rich little bastard. Yeah. Pointers on me hitting, Woo. leave a bitch dizzy. Uh. All my old bitches feeling salty. Yeah, yeah. MID, I'm talking about why you doubt me. Yeah, yeah. But I still miss you. Can you call me? Yeah, yeah. I like she changed it. You still I like I like how it turned, and we actually found another facet of the same little conversation. <laughs> yeah, Terry had to hold us back because it was about to get real. <laughs> Let's not talk about it, but. <laughs> Let's talk about it. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm playing, man. Hey, nah, man. You got some education. Educate the people. Listen, yeah, we got yeah. real ignorant, please. We didn't get that ignorant. We didn't. We I helped. Don't wait. Did to get it. So we let's just keep us from getting there to that level. All right. Yeah, man, because I don't give a fuck, but I want to give a fuck. So let's go. Let's do it. We're going to talk about the Moynihan Report, all right? Over 50, over 50 years ago, a social science study titled The Negro Family, The Case for National Action, was leaked to the press. Its author was Daniel Patrick Moynihan, a sociologist and secretary in the Department of Labor. This report warned the family structure of lower class Negroes in highly unstable and in many urban centers is approaching complete breakdown. It also launched a career of its author, who became a professor at Harvard University, a top advisor to President Nixon, and a four-term U.S. Senator representing New York. Monahan wrote the report on his own initiative, hoping to persuade White House officials that civil rights legislation alone would not produce racial equality. The report was a biased look at the roots of poverty without pointing to the institutions that put our black communities there. It was a problem because it became the fuel for conservatives who argued and still may do so today that the main barriers to racial equality are cultural factors within African-American community, such as the high rate of female-headed families and out-of-wedlock births. So, in other words, these conservatives or liberals may argue that the plight of the black family um, is its own problem. Or, because you do not have black fathers in your community or in your household, you have these issues as far or with a uh, lack of resources and um, poverty. So Moynihan stated that the only more revitalization, not economic re- redistribution, and a strong social safety net 
can ensure black progress. The conservative response to the grass racial to the gross racial injustices recently highlighted in Ferguson or in Baltimore and, and elsewhere that have proven no exception. Jason T. Riley of the Wall Street Journal, for instance, observes that the Moynihan show ghetto outcomes result from ghetto culture, mm. not from historic and ongoing oppression. Conservative institutions such as the Heritage Foundation, the Hoover Institution, and the Manhattan Institute now celebrate the report's half-century anniversary. So, for 50 years, conservatives have used the report to rationalize the persistence of inequality in the post-civil rights era. Citing Moynihan in 1965, William F. Buckley declared, Leaders of the Negro people must take on the responsibility of helping their own people and dispelling the illusion that what is left to do is primarily up to the white man. At an American Enterprise Institute event commemorating the report's 30th anniversary in 1995, William Bennett concluded, The most serious problems afflicting our society today are manifestly moral, behavior, and spiritual, and therefore remarkably resistant to government cures. So Moynihan... He understood African-Americans sought not only legal and political rights, but also a guaranteed basic standard of living. By highlighting the black family instability, Monaghan hoped to draw attention to the deeper social and economic inequities faced by African-Americans, especially the dearth of job opportunities for black men that prevented them from serving as family breadwinners. Conservatives shamely ignore these elements of the report when celebrating it. Liberals have used this in their own way to rationalize an inequality by highlighting family structure. And this report remains ambiguous and flawed. From the start, contradicted. Um, from the start, Moynihan contradicted his case for liberal social policies by identifying family structure as African Americans' master problem, the root cause for, of their self-perpetuating tangle of pathology. By doing so, Moynihan impl- implied either that African Americans must create and preserve nuclear families through their own efforts or that racial inequality (laughs) was so entrenched that government could not effectively alleviate it. (laughs) Racial and class inequality are again on the national agenda as they were when Moynihan wrote his report, yet the document is hardly a good starting point for discussing these problems. The uncritical celebration of Moynihan's analysis threatens once again to distract from the real causes of inequities and injustice in our society. Thank you, Dot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, that man is trash. That is funny. Horrible analysis about mm-hmm. those people. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know why they don't understand the, the steps that America played in creating uh, the problems that people deal with. Like, like, well, duh, we want to keep the family together. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, we just want to break up our families for no reason. Like, are you dumb? There's um, Remy Ma voice. Are you dumb? That's ridiculous, bro. Like, they didn't want to take into account the the role that the institutions have placed and why there are uh, is lack of black men in the, in the family. Separating our families for since slavery. Since slavery, you think this is not brand new, my guy? It's not yeah. brand new. And Eric Reed, the player that just got uh, signed, I guess, by the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, in his press conference, he gave the, the most, the great bullet points about why he feels the way he feels about the stance that he took. And you guys need to do your own homework and go read it because I don't know off the top of my head, but he's speaking on the same shit. Like, 400 years ago, this happened, this happened, this happened. We didn't have access. That's why the shit is the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's why we're looked at the way that we are. It's not, 
it's not all to we're not all to blame. Like we we gotta point the finger at the right thing. We point the finger at ourselves, that's why we're trying to elevate ourselves. Yeah. But take take your fucking credit for this bullshit you did. Yeah. That's the one thing black people do do is we, we put too much pressure on ourselves to try to pull ourselves up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We we we're trying to get our kids to go to college. We're not trying we're telling people to put the guns down. We're trying to get each other out of poverty. Like, you know, we're trying we hold account we hold ourselves too much um we hold ourselves with so much accountability. Like, because we want to not rely on the white man. Like, or the institution. Or the it's, institution. Your moms and dads tell you, like, don't you need to work twice as hard to get just, to just, to, half, just half, you know, as far as this white man. Because we know. It's not right. It's not right to have this concept of, of um, working twice as hard. And it is a rhetoric that has been taught and, and passed down from generation to generation. And the problem is that itself. Why does somebody have to work twice as hard to reach a standard of another person or to reach the main access of resources that they're getting? That's not right. Just to reach the resources that you got off books. It's not right. You know what I'm saying? And And people need to recognize that. For this dude to just come out and just disregard this whole shit is just trash as an individual. Like, it's, 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 it's amazing to me sometimes just to think about, like, how can you be this out of touch? How can they you be don't this trash? Your, you just don't care. You don't put yourself in anyone else's shoes. You don't know how to put yourself in anyone's perspective. You don't have empathy. You just don't have I don't, not even empathy. Or like you cannot put you have to look at your you have to look through the eyes of somebody else. You have to walk in somebody else's You're shoes. Not born with and that's why I look at myself, I look at other people, and you can see the, the advantage that you have. Like like I can see advantage that I have. I live in Richmond. I'm from Northern Virginia. I see the advantages that I had growing up in Fairfax County over someone that grew up in Richmond City. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. It's plain. And and what's important for you is just to, you see it and you acknowledge it. I got to, because I ain't no fuckboy. And, and I think it's, you know, not to squander that. I can't. I can't, man. This guy was celebrated when his report came out. I bet he did. And I mean, you talk about Buckley. Um, yeah. Because uh, I forgot he was a senator, but um, there's a there's a very famous um, I guess it's a panel or a conference that happened with William Buckley and um, James Baldwin, mm-hmm. where James Baldwin, the very eloquent speaker, he broke down to these people what it really was mm-hmm. and why the black race are the way that they are in America. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty clear. I don't know if 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 you're able to read, I think that you should be able to comprehend. Our country, our nation's history. They want to forget about it, and add they want to make America great again. Plus one, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, there's there's something out there that's called, um, excuse my language for those who may have sensitive ears, something called the nigger marriage. What was written down by a white man, and his strategy was to purposely separate men from the woman, so that the woman is isolated, and that the man is also losing his ground as, as far as feeling as a productive person in the family. They were methodical with this shit. It's what's not the, like it's not like this shit wasn't planned out. They had a plan what's to the, fuck people up. Yeah, like, what's the uh, that book written by a white man about Willie Lynch? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like you just Google bro. Like don't think that oh well that happened years ago and there's I didn't want to give y'all a sneak peek, but I'm gonna go into next episode something called post traumatic slave syndrome. Okay, 
there we are still impacted is is slave trauma syndrome and post-traumatic slave syndrome 100 it it hasn't been over 160 years since slavery. all right we are still impacted by the choices of your ancestors and how it is causing trauma and instability today it is true educate the people that that's why we're here we talk we we have fun but we have we have a purpose man we have a mission we have a mission and we're gonna fulfill that So, Ugh, just give me shivers. Um, now, thank you, Doc, for that. I'm going to go into <laughs> the short but sweet spiritual segment. And it goes a little something like this. Do not sit on the seeds God gives you. Why would you not reap the harvest that is promised to you? We, have, we all have talents and gifts. We have to stand in them and walk in them. We can't let anything stop us from seeing the seed, from seeing the seeds that God gives us planted, watered, and blossomed. Uh, what can stop us? Ask yourself, like, what what will stop you? Plant your seeds and don't sit on them. That's it, man. Short I like sweet. that. I like that, Terry. That's mm-hmm. good. Good for my soul. Good for my spirit. I feel better in my you know, mind, man, body. Like I said, man, guys, gotta stay spiritual, man. Plant them seeds, man. That's Put right. that shit in the ground. That's right. Water it. Take with care of it. Hennessy. Watch it grow. Water it with Hennessy. You can water it with whatever you want to water it with. I would not water it with. I would not water it with Hennessy. But you know, you can sprinkle a little Hennessy on it. Just a little sprinkle. Just a water. drop. You know, give it some character. Yeah, you know, give some character. Give some juice. A little tang. A little swagger. Yeah, a little tang. You know, that's just gonna that's just gonna blossom and come out. You know what I'm saying? Talking talking that talk. We are all the flowers, man. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, just so life, you got to water yourself with education, with good people, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, great surroundings. Yeah. That's, that's all the water under the sea, man. You got to take care of it, man. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Like take care that. of your talents, your like blessings. Don't hide them. Don't have no fear. Respect your passion. Shout out to Brenton. There you go. Ugh. Respect it, man. Niggas going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Respect your passion. Don't let, don't, don't, let the, don't let the world or anything outside diminish it, man. Plant that joint. Watch it grow. Watch that joint grow. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, man. Hey, do we have a song? Another song? Oh, yeah, but wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my man put his finger. <laughs> uh, you know, thank you guys for listening again to Marvel Talks. Remember us to follow us on our social medias. I don't feel like talking, saying that today, but you can send us questions to MazelTalksPod at gmail.com. Say it twice, so it's nice. MazelTalksPod at gmail.com. Talk to us, man. We want to talk to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, you know, send us some questions because we got we're player advice. We got a lot of player advice between the three of us. We like a whole brain. The trio, the three, three of Negroes, the three of Negroes. So uh, remember, on the path to play them, there are two rules: stay true to yourself and stay true to the code. Thank you for listening to another talk, another episode of Model yeah. Talks. Doc, get us out of here, baby. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Young Hefe Holmes Yeah Run that back turbo Travis on deck Everything is on demand You wanna check First you gotta have a plan And she's soaking wet She dripping goddamn My little butter pecan Yeah she got a tan Girl you need a man And he need them bands And y'all need a plan And y'all can be planned Do you understand What the fuck that I'm saying